it all started with three. Three guardian dads to save the universe. Oh. To bring an end to professionalism in the podcasting industry forever. Wow. Oh, it's we're gone. going ham on this. Okay. <laughs> to cause train wrecks every week across the known universe. Okay. Oh, to disagree and insult each other with every episode. To be your guardian dads through every walk of life. Uh, mm. Those dads came from the moon. Uh, and our sons. <laughs> Welcome to the Dad and Sons podcast. I, I guess you're really into Destiny this week. Maybe. Oh, is, is that what that's from? Jeez, I can't, I can't keep up with that lore. You, Wait, you don't recognize the famous line, those dads came from the moon what? by uh, Troy Baker and, and what? It's not Destoni? Troy Baker. It's, P it's Peter Dinklage. Well, I thought he got like he replaced did. over. He did. He got replaced because it was so bad and flat when he delivered. He's like, that wizard came from the moon. That You know, that was his best, uh, you know, uh, robot voice. <laughs> It's funny because they like I was watching this uh, in in preparation for my monologue, my opening monologue tonight, uh, and the original Destiny Alpha, which is the reason I hated the game in the first place, because the Alpha sucked. They did they just had his normal voice, like didn't have any like robot trill over the top of it in any way. It literally just was Peter Dinklage talking to you, and then very very quickly they tried their best to you know fix it by adding like. A robot vo sounding voice, Peter Dinklage. And that obviously also was not enough. And then they had to just, you know, fire him and replace him with Nolan North. Was was the problem that the the level of, of monotone disinterest from the actor was, was unconvincing for a robot character? Was there too much emotion in the lack of emotion? Maybe. Or maybe he was just phoning it in. Like we are. Uh... You know, I didn't really notice until people started mentioning it what in the, the original the, the voting in the original destiny oh i, I mean i was only halfway done with it i haven't played so i don't know before yeah see see i've been i've been uh uh coming back to destiny's place uh you know every once in a while i miss her every once in a while and you know go in i mean i'm i'm intrigued based on what what liam was saying last week is is it still good about Destiny Two? Are we just gonna jump straight into it? Yeah, let's. I mean, let's... it's. Oh God, <laughs> I, I'm mean... just gonna go ahead and say I know I'm gonna hate this episode. There's gonna be certain subjects. It's gonna drive me nuts. <laughs> it's not gonna be Destiny. <laughs> we'll get to the we'll get to the big J in the room later. <laughs> <laughs> I oh I, God. I'm I'm gonna jot some notes down on uh on Great. the outline for. I, for I when don't we get really. To that. I don't really have don't, more don't to add it. about <laughs> Destiny 2 because I can't stop playing it. It's the only game I'm playing right now. I can't stop playing it, but I don't understand why. I have no fucking idea what's happening. Oh, no. How to it's, do... It's already... Oh, God. How to do anything. Like, yeah. it's, it's it at is, that point. It is... No, 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 no. It's, it's like I've played 20 hours, yet I feel like I've only just started. Like, I have no idea what's happening. Like... Cade 6 is alive, then he's dead. Then there's like a story from the beginning of Destiny 2's campaign. Then I'm back in the future. And and 
And like supposedly <laughs> the Destiny 2 campaign and the Curse of Osiris and the other expansion are like legacy content. You have to go talk to an NPC who's hidden away in a hangar to even access that shit. And they never tell you. They're making you do this weird brand new quest line called New Light, which helps you explore Destiny while also being in the future. But you can then somehow confuse yourself by going back into old legacy content, which then really what? fucks up with any story continuity you had. And the oh. UI is the most garbage God shit God damn it. Ever. God da- See, I was hoping everything would be fine. But I love but what it. You're- oh, I, 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 I was just it. about to say that like, like everything you're describing is like exactly the telltale by the script. Like, oh, we're getting into a cool free-to-play game, but for some reason... All of the cool free-to-play games have terrible interfaces I love for it. some reason. I know. But- no, it's, it's the like, no, don't get me wrong. I have no idea why. I can't, like, it has quests. I don't even know what the quests are. Like, I look at them, and I read them, and then I reread them, and then I read them again, and then I reread them again, and I still have no idea what it's asking me to do. Like, harvest five epic anagrams. Where? From what? <laughs> like, How? <laughs> To explain to me, game, what I'm supposed to... And then it'll be like, you can track your quest. And I'll be like, okay, cool, track. And I'm like, where is it? Is it on Earth or Mars or Mercury or Io or Ios or whatever the other planets are called that are not real? Uh, and I'm like, I have no idea where this is. And then it's like, ah, yeah, you know, you have to actually complete other quests for then this quest to uh, be appear and I'm like then why can you allow me to track the quest then I'm just confused as to where the fuck everything is it's such a stupid weird system it doesn't make any sense like please complete five lost sector things what are lost sectors where can I go to find them I can't mark them on my map I can't do anything what the hell it is dumb and I have no idea what I'm doing I think at some point in, in 2009, 2010, people started playing Minecraft and computers got good enough to where they could alt tab out to wikis fairly non-consequentially. And ever since then, like, this has been a plague on interfaces. The, you're, you, there's so much shit that gets dumped on players these days that requires a trip to the wiki. It's so stylish, but there are such dumb, stupid things. Like... I want to bring up the director constantly, which is like your, you know, main menu, which has your quest list and the map and the destinations and all this jazz you would normally get in video games. And I bring it up frequently because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to be doing and what I, what is a priority and what isn't. What's a bounty? What's not a bounty? The quest logs get mixed in with like bounties and other stuff that is like keeping track of your progress towards other things, which seems different and shouldn't be there. But you have to hold down the tab button for like three seconds for it to appear. So you can tab and then you'll bring up the ghost and then you'll have other options. (laughs) But then you have to hold tab down to be able to bring up just the main menu instead of just pressing a button. And then you accidentally press escape and then you're like, fuck. And then you have to wait three seconds again. And it's like, oh. And yet still, I love this stupid game. I really do. Once you're in like a mission, once you finally fumbled your way through the menus, spent 10 minutes with your friend finding where the fuck it is you're meant to go, waiting on the loading screen for like a minute to get down to the planet, and then once you're on the planet, looking at your map again to track where the quest is, 
But then once you get into the mission and you're actually just shooting things with really cool guns and awesome movement, you're like, damn, this game is fun and it can be intense and it's awesome and you get better guns all the time and then cooler shit and then I'm getting exotic shit and I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then I have to, you know, find a new quest and I spend an hour fumbling around to find that. But then I play again and I'm happy and everything's great. And I'm like, wow, this game can be really, really cool. And I've mostly predominantly played it with one other person and I haven't really done anything single, like uh, alone. So for me, it's mm. just been this great cooperative experience with a, with a person I work with. And it's been great. I just want to say that three whole seconds of hold time, that in my mind, it feels like that's just enough for you to start second guessing yourself. Like like your brain is like, okay, I'm going to hold it down and then get to where I want to go. I'm holding, I'm holding. Wait, is it really working? Oh God, should I let it go? Is it going to register? Is it going to, oh, phew, it finally went. It's just frustrating. It's like, it's many things. Like you got you got a tab to bring up the ghost, which doesn't really, isn't really helpful at all. But then you have to tab that to hold down E for three seconds to summon your stupid space motorbike. I love those motorbikes. They were like fun. Or to go back into space. And then you have to press F1 to bring up your character. <laughs> but you can bring up F1 to look at your character all the time, at any moment, during a cutscene, during loading screens, which is amazing. So while you're waiting for the game to load, you can actually change your character, which I do like. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. I do like that. But I, I love this stupid game, and I don't understand it. I don't know what is a strike, how I change the difficulty on a strike. I don't even know how I do that. I, I end up playing a strike, and then it's like a playlist. I'm like, I didn't know this was a playlist. How the fuck did I end up doing this? And I don't know. I didn't know that you couldn't look for a group in the game. So I went into the Leviathan raid with two people. And we wondered why it was so fucking hard. And enemies were constantly spawning. We had no idea what to do. Just the game is so confusing. So confusing. I don't know what they are trying to do with this new light thing. Because it ain't working. Like if you're a new player. It is like a wall you have to beat your head against. To get used to anything in this game but then when you stop playing and you start shooting stuff it does feel worth it so i can't stop playing it and i don't think i will stop playing it anytime soon but my god if somebody out there can help me a wizard that comes from the moon could help me <laughs> to figure out matt do you have any insight into what the fuck i'm going to be doing i mean six six minutes on menus man that's that's a it's a record there <laughs> let's complain about the menus i don't know i've never had this experience before man really? i don't know if it's like transitioning from the original destiny and having to deal with it then but man tracking quests and stuff in that game is is dog shit something happened to video game menus like in assassin's creed odyssey to get to the main menu you press start and then left on the d-pad what with, when, when, at what other game in human history did you ever press left on the D-pad to get to your main menu? It's weird as well because there are bounties and they'll be like, kill five enemies with a shotgun, blah, blah, blah. And you'll do it on a certain planet and it won't pop. And you'll be like, why? Why? I just killed five enemies with a shotgun. And it's like, oh, you have to do it on Earth. But it doesn't tell you you have to do it like on Earth or something like that. And you're like... I wish this game just would explain a little more details about stuff. Like, you can track a quest, and if you're lucky enough, you'll go to the destinations, which shows all the planet, and I'll have, like, a little green icon 
that shows that's where your quest marker is. And you're like, oh, great. And you click on it, it goes to the map, and you're like, ah, I can maybe find the quest. Sometimes you'll just track quests, and then you'll look at the map, and no green icon will show, and you're like, oh, what do? Where? Where could this be? It's it's just a bit I, frustrating. I got to try it again. I mean, I... I downloaded it, all 80 gigs of it. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I still haven't clicked it yet, but may, maybe I'll give it a try and see what's going on. If you can build me a guide, just please. Also, please help me with the raid because I can't beat the raid. <laughs> oh, you need a group, sure. After um, um, recording, let's let's actually get serious about it because I did mention it last week. I was like, oh, yeah, I should install that and give it a twirl. And, of course... I I never actually did, but if we put a date down, I'll I'll I'll. I'll so I play I play pretty much every lunchtime at the moment at work with another guy in the office, and both it's just us two. What time is that? I, so it'd be twelve p.m. It'd be twelve hours from now. Oh, that's that yeah. Works. Oh, I maybe can it be today? But it could be. I I can give you like an hour. Yeah. See, don't. God. I damn. will play with you, Liam. George yeah. is not consistent. Ah, nice. <laughs> okay. Like, we can see, do this. It's, it's because of our <gasps> time zones. Like I, I I need to reiterate. Like I am in the east coast of USA. Matt's in the west coast, and Liam's in Japan. Wait. Yeah, but no, for that's you, not it's like the reason. 10 p.m. Right. <laughs> It's 11.30 for me. and but Nothing it's, can hold your attention for a long period of time. I, I, and, and then there's there's a bit of that, yes. But also time zones. <laughs> well, we're going to do this. And we're going to report back next week when we've figured it out. And we, okay. we can do it. I, yeah. We also are super interested in actually legit doing a drunk cast. But because of time zones, like, I think... One I'll of have this is gonna be I don't know, guys. What? We I'll could do it. We could break. do it on a drink cast where I come in at six a.m. in the morning after a long night of drinking, <laughs> and you guys are just starting. Oh yeah! So that way, <laughs> you can just fall asleep during the podcast. <laughs> wow! Just like last time. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm gonna sue you for slander, sir. <laughs> that might no. That might actually be a tactic. Because if it's early morning for you, it'll be night for us. Maybe there's a way. Anyways. Anyways. One day we'll figure it out. But anyway, Destiny is, yeah, I'm enjoying it. But my God. I do feel bad that I didn't pick it up over the past week. But I do feel good that I did manage to participate in one other media product that we all did. (laughs) We attempted to consume it together. Today's headlining show. (laughs) And of course, like, I still fucked it up somehow. (laughs) All right. So, uh, hey, hey, um, kids, sons and daughters. Spoiler cast kicks in now. Yep, we're we're gonna talk about a spoiler cast about the hot hit new. Um, um, no, 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 should I should I no, use the two words two nerd people culture? Who's gonna talk about Joker? It's gonna be what? the two people who actually watch the Joker. No, I saw the Joker. No, I'm I watched sure you did. it. I'm sure you I did. Re- no, 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 no. Before the spoiler cast goes on, please explain. Please explain. What did yeah, you actually, actually yeah. watch before, all of it? Before, I had the true spoiler experience. Yeah. We'll 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 uh, highlight when the spoilers kick in, but let's let's explain George's uh, viewing of Joker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's okay, go ahead. Let's, okay. Please do. 
<laughs> All right, so so I um was was scheduling a, a showtime at an afternoon matinee for a slightly mm-hmm. cheaper deal, mm-hmm. uh, three thirty p.m. Right, and you know how movies usually have twenty minutes of intro reels or previews. I typically time it up so that I arrive at the theater at the listed showtime, because then I assume that there's going to be twenty minutes or so what? of previews. So I get there at 3.30, I get my ticket, and I look at my clock, and it's 3.33, right? I'm only three minutes in line, I'm right on time and everything. But it is kind of a smaller artsier theater, and I am aware that like the smaller indie art house theaters have shorter preview rolls. But still, with only three minutes behind, I shouldn't have missed anything, right? I go up and get my ticket. The guy at the concession stand says, Theater 5, first one on your right. So I take the ticket and go to the first theater on my right with the big number five next to the door. And uh, we're in. The movie's playing. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess they had a short preview reel. <laughs> you know, it's it's three minutes after. It's technically after showtime. To be fair, I was expecting to see previews or like title credits. But instead, he's... Uh, creeping through the bars at uh, Bruce Wayne, child Bruce Wayne. And, oh my and... god, you missed like most of the movie. Wait, really? Because I was still in there for an hour. Oh my god, Matt, I'm right. I, 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 as I said, two people have watched Holy this movie. Holy shit, I didn't know you, re- you missed that much. Holy shit. But the thing is, like, there was still things getting set up in like, it... It didn't feel like no 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 no, way. no I'm sorry George you missed like a good hour of the movie <laughs> okay oh, well if it was a two hour movie Dumbass. and I missed the first hour then I was originally operating on the assumption that I walked 20 30 minutes in and missed the first hour because it wrapped up about an hour after how did you miss an hour of this movie because I, I swear the concession stand and ticket salesman guy gave me the wrong theater and no one like... But if it started at 3.30 and you sat for 20 minutes during like previews... No, 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 I didn't. They had multiple theaters playing the same movie and I they sent me to one that had already been going on. Oh. And you didn't get out and ask for another ticket. Because I didn't know. I thought I would have missed something really important in the beginning of the movie. I just walked in. Oh my! Because oh. even though it was setting things up, it was setting them up like really fast, and it seemed a little <laughs> fishy. But I didn't know if I really wanted to like, like I wasn't sure because you know it has a reputation as being kind of a weird movie in the first place. <laughs> oh boy! So then the you movie like actually ends. The movie. The movie ends an hour in, and I'm like, I literally don't know if I should go buy another ticket. <laughs> And or if I should try to sneak into another version of... I don't know when of... you didn't complain and be like, the guy sent me to the wrong one. I missed like an hour. Because I didn't movie. know until it was too late. I wasn't actually... You, wow. you say, like, you know, wow, you am... missed half the movie. You literally missed half the movie. Half. 
Okay, well, how bad could it have been? How how important were any scenes that I missed to the J Joker's developing story? Uh, quite, a, quite a bit, quite a bit. Oh my God, for you to say that, for you to say that, George. Like what? Like what? <laughs> well, okay, we, well, this is the spoilers, right? This is where- this, Yeah, yeah, well, let's go into spoilers. Wait, wait. I am fine jumping into spoilers. Wait, 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 wait. Before spoilers, it, like, say, say what, if you liked it or not or something. I, yeah, I thought know. it was okay. Yeah, no, not you, George. Liam. Oh my! You should, you should have said that. <laughs> Whoops! It's weird, right? It's a movie that I have not stopped thinking about since I saw it, mm -hmm. but I do think I hate it. Oh, okay, right. I, there is one thing I can definitely say about it, which is there. Are, there is nothing I love about it at all. Nothing. There's nothing that, it, watching Whoa. it during a moment, okay. I was like, wow, that was awesome. Or that was great. <laughs> but it's like the very definition, I think, of do you have to like a character to like the movie? Like, or, or do you have to like the main character to like the movie? Yeah. And I don't know yeah. because I haven't stopped thinking about it, which means it's quite a special film in that regard. Um, uh, and I, I, all this divisiveness, some of it in one way, you know, and then the other, but in the general divisiveness of reviewing a film or, or that kind of thing, I do understand why it's in these very two polarizing camps. I, I kind of get that, but I do think I'm definitely on the side of this movie's kind of hacky and weird. And when it tries to be uncomfortable and stuff, it doesn't do it very well. But at the same time, Wacom Phoenix is like fucking amazing as this character. Not a character I like, but he is amazing. Well, um, okay. I'm What about you, Matt? The opposite. Yeah. I wouldn't say like I love this movie, like, oh my god, it's brilliant and it should win awards. It's a masterpiece. Um, I still like Dark Knight. He will yeah. forever be he was forever be my favorite. Um, Easily. But I gotta say I do like this movie. Like it's in the beginning, it sets itself um, itself up as this like dumb, cringy movie with an amazing actor, and all of a sudden, it like switches around like halfway. Really? Because for me, and it just starts... felt like that throughout the whole film. Really? The whole film. But, all right, we'll have to get into spoilers. Yeah, I guess. Wait, wait. But... What about so George? You just thought it was okay? Yeah, I I think I enjoyed more of it than you did there's one aspect to it though that i know i did love for sure and that's the the sets the lighting the visual language of it how yeah, yeah. you know it's the past but you can't really tell which decade of the past it's supposed yeah. to be going for i think yeah, yeah the cinematography is pretty good for the most part most of the time Music. but it is it's very bland in its shots, I think. A lot Which of the time. I think is is the point. Like it, it looks very grindhousey, like a cheap seventies or eighties movie, but in glorious HD. Was well, just gonna give a, a disgusting Gotham, right? Like a very grimy Gotham. Yeah, yeah. You can really smell the garbage strike. I guess we can just start doing spoilers, but officially. Where where should we start? Should we start without George? <laughs> no, I because okay, I, I I have a few things that I I'm 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 interested in hearing your guys' reaction on as as we go through. For me, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> it, it is. It is like the it way is. he laughs 
um, he doesn't know when oh. to laugh in the comedy club. He's like, ah, yeah. ah, like stuff like that. There's like tons of little moments like that in the movie. I do love his laugh. You can just tell. I do love his that laugh. That he's just not, he's not there. And and there's a lot of scenes that just, you just don't see this type of movie come out. It's like watching mm. Whiplash again, where I, Whiplash just does yeah. not seem like the type of movie that you see in the theaters. I, I you know, absolutely just, agree with It's like that. a little raw. Yeah, it like, um, and it, the, the, the humor in it was like, should I laugh? That type of thing. There, there's a scene where, like, um, when he's talking to the police officers outside the mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. hospital, and then he bangs mm-hmm. into the door. He flicks the cigarette, says something cool, and then just and then he smack. bangs into the door, and it's just like the way they shot it. It was like, is is this supposed to be serious or not? Like, it's so weird. In your guys's theater, did the audience laugh during that gag? Yes slash no. Yeah, half. There's a lot I live of half in Japan, laughter. so no. Oh, Ooh. see, in my theater, every no one laughed, and and I think <laughs> I got like a few nervous glances actually, and I think that's actually this is one of the reasons why I didn't want to get up and start asking questions is because like like I don't know about you guys, but the movie staff was. I felt eyes on me when I like walked into this movie halfway through through the doors. I, I I didn't want to make any noise or sudden movements. It's such a George thing. It's such a George thing. <laughs> You're already uncomfortable in an uncomfortable movie. But yeah, okay, so my my audience did not laugh during that scene. However, there were a few like uncomfortable, confused, muffled laughs during during one of the murder scenes soon afterwards. Rand- Randy? I, I when the, to the two the two clown friends come over. That was the yeah. next scene I was gonna mention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What what about your audiences oh, during that one? I I was laughing. Oh, you were laughing during the Randy scene. <laughs> I was laughing during a lot of bits that you should not be laughing at, but it was funny. This was my, that's what I'm saying. This was my type of <laughs> you. You film. don't under Matt. This is our generation Schindler's List. You do not laugh during Joker. You do not make out during Joker. That's extremely disrespectful, <laughs> dude. Dude, it was the way they shoot. <laughs> You're laughing like I can hear it. Now. Um, um, the way it happens suddenly, and then. Like everyone's just waiting. Is he gonna kill him? Oh no! And everyone's just like, like in the theater, just does not know. And I thought like yeah, that was just so good. And there's, there's because so he locked the top lock, and and he mm. and the guy goes to unlock it because oh he could go. You are always nice to me. Goes up to the door, can't open the door. So mm-hmm. Joker has to get up. Arthur has to get up and unlock the door. And it's just such, oh my God. It was probably one of the best. Because your eyes are like thing. right on his hands throughout the whole motion. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good to me. I See, like I, enjoy, that was like one of my favorite scenes. Like you don't, you didn't enjoy that, Liam? Like so, that type of thing? I Okay, like, I'll just talk thoughts. like general overview really. Because there's, there it's mostly tonally the same throughout the whole film. For me, it's like, I imagine really? if Arthur watched Joker, he would be laughing all the time because it just, 
isn't funny to me at like apart from some tiny moments like that the the dwarf and the lock kind of thing was funny and it but it was intense at the same time but there are just times where like it's it's so it's like you can tell it's directed by the dude who directed the hangover to me that's like <laughs> you I can like can, i can because it's you know it's it's a film that's meant to be about the origins of the almost the greatest <laughs> villain in pop culture right but for the most part he's just a mentally deranged mentally ill man yeah. right there's nothing yeah. special about him at all all it is is the film being like man with psychosis and probably autism is dangerous got a gun like it, it, from like the first scene like randy giving them the gun he's like you know i can't have a gun it's like it's like ah yeah you know mental ill people bad equals bad it's bad and then there's nothing special about this joker like they take away from the character for me in that regard like he's the greatest mastermind in gotham like he is equally intellectual as batman as a character that's developed you know through pop culture and i like that you know someone's trying something different but to me he's a dumbass he really is you know mentally quite childish obviously he had an abusive childhood when he talks about his mom he's like my mom told me i was born to make everybody smile and happy and he's just Mm. he's creepy in a child mental illness type way you know like deranged underdeveloped males who maybe have the you know brain age of like a 10 year old or something like that he's not smart and he's really dumb and there's nothing like joker about that to me and because of that, the film like has all these weird moments where it's trying to be smart and like ambiguous to whether the unreliable narrator that is Arthur Fleck is truly living out these things and whether any of it happened or whether parts of it happened or whether all of it happened. But then it's like, haha, his girlfriend was never really there. Oh, he's in a mental institution. Oh, he maybe killed the black lady that appeared twice, but with two different faces. Oh, he's he's dreaming. He's Jesus Christ, and he's being worshipped by all... Like, it's so Jeez. dumb. It's so dumb. It's dumb in that regard. Like, it's it's written kind <laughs> of bad. And I I feel uncomfortable and intense when I watch, like, the subway scene is really fucking good. That is good. Yeah. That is a really that good scene. scene and him really laughing. Good. And you can feel like Wacom Phoenix is so good. He is the best part of this film by far. Just that he's the scene, reason why it's good. Yeah. But this that scene when he's like laughing and he's trying to cover his mouth and those three dudes come over to him is the most intense like feeling. But then when you think about the film as a whole and like the beginning is really boring and dull, nothing like there is nothing interesting about him being interviewed and all that kind of stuff because he doesn't say anything interesting. She's like, how are you feeling? He's like, all I have is negative thoughts. And you're like, ah, great. (laughs) Awesome. Like, wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. Come on. It's so tonally just what you would expect. Like very, very... Very I don't like, know if I yeah. agree with that. But I'm I'm dangerous. I'm, e- I, I'm evil. I do agree with the smart thing, the smart and dumb thing, because like uh, I think that's what the Heath Ledger Joker has is that um, it's a mystery. 
You do not how he became that. Yeah. the Joker's a mystery because there's no story that could be told that could because it would cheapen him. It would cheapen him yeah. as a Joker. And there are this things one that did fledges... a decent job in trying. Yeah, for sure. For me, it's like when he fledges Joker says something. He surprises you, you know, like, even though it stands out, like the Batman where he's like, why do you want to kill me? And he's like, I want to oh, kill you. Geez. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is amazing. But it, almost everything Arthur says or anything he says as the Joker is so predictable because of the path he's, you know, the film is taking him in a very, I, like, strange ending. But, you know, I, it is I would what it say- is in regards to that like this is him changing like the whole film is him changing but can you, you know, like can you imagine that joker ever being a criminal mastermind or even able the one thing i kept thinking was this joker would have his ass kicked wait hold Batman. on hold up isn't like one of the big lines from from the dark knight isn't the joker like you think i'm a criminal mastermind but i'm just making it up as i go along well, there is the Harvey, when he talks to Harvey Dent, he's like, I'm a rabid dog. I chase cars. I just do things. <laughs> <laughs> That's pr- pr- pretty good. Pretty good, Liam. No, yeah. it's, it's, I just, I, I, it's funny because I, I rewatched parts of The Dark Knight yesterday because I knew I was going to talk about Joker today. And I really wanted yeah, to re- remember Heath Ledger's Joker. And it is, like as cliche as it is to say now, it is an amazing performance. And Joaquin Phoenix's performance as well, don't get me wrong, even though the film wasn't what I wanted, was amazing. Like I looked, the first thing I did after I finished watching Joker was look at that first ever, you know, screen test teaser trailer thing with the, I should laugh. But I cried that 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 teaser trailer and when it when he like snaps from Arthur to Joker and he has like that sinister smile, it led me to believe that it was gonna be like, you know, another sinister Joker. But you know, Wacken Phoenix's development from what I thought would be like a smart but mentally ill man, like somebody who would be smart. Y- you know. understand, like this is years before batman i do get that i do get that like i can't the joker probably develops no but you like a lot but what i mean is this is like an origin story as origins yeah yeah but i I have questions about the continuity now that i wish i didn't wait there's just one thing i want to say about what matt said yeah he's pretty old really it really (laughs) is quite like uh what i think stands out to me the most is this film tries to be super like realistic in regards to how it portrays the origins, there is nothing even remote. Like, even if you watch Dark Knight, you know, Batman has no superpowers, but yet Batman can survive everything. It's, it's you know, he he flies down from the top of a skyscraper and breaks the glass of another building and then starts kicking everybody's ass with guns. There's something still kind of supernatural <laughs> about it, right? This film it's, is, yeah. This film is definitely just a realistic film in that regard. But they tries to do that with its you know mental illness note about the joker as well like his issues is that he's mentally ill he's not special criminal mastermind joker supernatural survives everything type of joker and because of that i can't imagine this joker ever overcoming the mental illness issues he has that they tries to realistically portray that he would ever become developed enough like for lack of maybe that's the thing you're you're comparing it to the joker you grew up with when this is not 
that Joker. This is something. This is edgy different. Joker. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm just thinking of how that Joker could ever be capable of anything other than being a bit of a bumbling fool, to be honest. I, I feel <laughs> like that's part of, of the, the metamodernism that, that literature is going in, though. The classic Joker plays it straight. Edgy Joker is like <laughs> a different character almost. Yeah. He's not really edgy Ed- Joker, though, is he? Apart from that one speech before the end, and that was like, oh my god, like, just shut up. Like, okay. I get it. You're trying to talk about 2019. Oh god, and you're talking problems. about his, how non-political he is. Uh, when the protesters are holding signs <sighs> saying resist and, like, rich people are fascists. There's no sympathy. Okay. You're like, oh, okay. yeah, I get it. It's 2019. In, in, in the first 20, 30 minutes of the movie that I dismissed, did they actually explain that? Why Why are the rich people and the poor people of Gotham City mad at each other? Gotham City is very underdeveloped. Like, you would hear little things on a TV and stuff, but not enough. Like, it's not in your face. So you it's very it. they the three guys on the subway. You yeah. missed that. That's insane. What? No, it was in the trailer. Holy crap, it's fine. He did. He did. And he misses the, the whole f- point the of point? the relationship with his mom. Like the... No, no, they they had flashback scenes. I got them. No, no, Wait, no, 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 no. 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 The, the mom was important. Okay. Yeah, like he loved his important. mother. He loved his mother. His mom told him that that thing that Liam said, "You're born to bring joy and happiness to the world and blah blah blah." Like that was his mother. That was like the only thing good in his life. And then he finds out that his mother lied to him and like and slowly, then he stopped taking his drugs and it like, yeah, every, then, like the then world he gets fired and she goes to the hospital and, and yeah, he, like, he has a crisis you, you know and then you, his fantasies start to disappear. Yeah. And then he and then, starts you know, to change his, his hallucinations blend with the reality. And that's when, you know, most of. Yeah, the- no, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm good that between the trailers showing um, the yeah. subway murders and the flashback scenes showing the mom do you, drama. Do you take anything seriously? George? I don't know. I think I <laughs> do think you take without, anything seriously. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know if the film even could have an impact without that subway scene. He's a coward. Before that scene, he is a massive, massive fucking coward. I mean, he's still a coward by the end, I think, but he's a he's a coward. And then that scene he happens. He shot someone on TV. <laughs> he's not a coward anymore. Yeah. Okay. I so know. I have questions. I think he wanted to commit suicide, and he changed his mind at the last second. I think. Yeah, that's the vibe I was getting. Yeah. Um. Once yeah, he gets to when... run, he just does it in the moment. I think. Has Has this ever happened before? Has anyone ever? been a guest on a talk show and then confessed to like horrible murders on the talk show and the and fact if that the so, talk show host still keeps like yeah, talking they, to they him like, like what is this dumb they shit they egg him on <laughs> no don't do, just turn the, the cameras the off and, and call for security the ratings but you, but, you think yeah and then he snaps and kills funny? everyone so because some good the ratings are gonna be after that he thought he was a joke murray thought he was a joke yeah, but no, but then Murray takes him seriously. He's like, you, you, you think killing three guys is funny? And they like, keep he's the like, cameras Bob- rolling? <laughs> it's like King of the Hill. God damn it, Bobby, you think killing three people is funny? Even after he starts shooting people in the set, they still keep the cameras rolling. Like, like I, I, I'm pretty sure that in the real world you they sure? have plans. Are you, how, how sure are you? I don't know, like 80. 80? That's a big number. Yeah, not all the way, you but really still, still big believe number. in humanity. 
<laughs> what do, okay, like, and... let me ask you an interesting question based on what the the unreliable narrator part what do you think actually happened what what do you think matt what do you think happened in the unreliable film? narrator what do you mean so arthur is obviously deluded and we see everything happen from his viewpoint right even though mm-hmm. it's in rather know, than reality, which is different. Third person. So a lot of people say, <laughs> you know, his girlfriend was never there, but the film tells you that, which is dumb as shit. I don't know why that happened. Fucking so stupid. Yeah, that could have. It was cheesy. Like just the scene where he's in her apartment and she's like, oh, "You're Arthur, aren't you?" Like that's enough. You don't need to fucking. Oh, so dumb. Anyway, say it again. Yeah. So he's an unreliable narrator. So you can't trust that the narrative mm-hmm. you're told in the film is a hundred percent what happened. Right. So what do you think actually did happen? Did did any of it happen? Because in the end of the film, like he's in a mental institution, how? But didn't he escape? Like, did he kill that lady? What what, what happened? You know, I was thinking about that. I was like, wait, th- is this after? Is this this is after he was out there? And the the editor was like, yeah, the editor was <laughs> like, oh, it's it. I'm gonna show him where he ends up a little bit because he does spend some time in the comics in. A mental institution. Because the start of the film, when he's interviewed in the beginning, she's like, he he says, I don't want to go back to the hospital or something like that. And it cuts very briefly to him in the same place, banging his head against the wall. It's like, so he's already been to the hospital. Or has he? Yeah. And then he also cracks in the hospital and also kills someone in the hospital. So it's like. But at the end, it's of the like film, he's right? he's not living out some fantasy. He actually did something bad in the hospital, too. So it's like, uh, like, yeah, I don't know, really. I think it's supposed to be open to interpretation, too. Remember in the dark night where they look up the Joker's files and they're like, we got nothing on this guy. No, no childhood, no financial records. But wouldn't there have been video of him shooting up a talk show set while the cameras are still rolling on air in front of everyone? Wait, what? That this, this is not that Joker. <laughs> this is not that Joker, though. <laughs> I I don't know what continuity there is. No continuity of this is something so totally separate. This is not even the DC universe. Like it's just like its own thing. It's like its no, own no. thing. It's not. I mean, it's still a DC. Of... How, how was right I now. supposed to? It's ben not like Affleck's... they put a disclaimer at I mean, the end George, of the movie. I don't even they know why you're it. here. You missed half of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't half of the movie. Okay, okay. You did miss half the movie. Let's see. Joker running time. Liam says nay. I say yay. Okay, two. Uh, so I might have missed exactly one half. I don't say nay. I do think people should watch it because there aren't many films that come out that I 100% agree that, you know, you have like Ad Astra right now and other, you know, kind of Oscar baiting style films that kind of by the numbers, you know, big, great pieces with great actors. Whereas Joker is entirely watching Wacom Phoenix just be awesome. creepy and deranged. Yeah. And whether you maybe don't like it as much as some people, like me, and maybe you feel like it, you know, Joker's a character you like and it kind of takes it away from it. It's still a film that you should watch right now. It is uncomfortable, is intense. Just bare teeth through the beginning. The beginning is really bad. There is a better film, King of Comedy. Oh, really? So, so, So what you're saying is skip out on the beginning? No. No. Don't, don't you don't have to George. see the beginning don't be george yeah i want to watch it again 
I want, I do, I, re- I really do actually want to watch it again. Yeah. And I will admit, once he dons his suit and his makeup, you know, he looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I'm basically worried about uh, uh, the, the quote-unquote cargo cult mentality that uh that I was reading about in that blog post on 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 prestige games where Joker is a movie that is made very very explicitly in the style of of Robert De Niro angry violent man classics like uh like 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 Taxi Driver. Yeah, this film wears its heart on its sleeve in regards to it is basically Taxi and King of Comedy in one film copied like, but what, control what C, like control newness v. does it do? Does does it exist just to see what comic book characters would do in that style of medium? And if so, that just seems kind of fundamentally uncreative and unambitious to me. That I don't know if it's going to feel necessary to watch in a few years compared to how necessary it's going to feel to watch Taxi Driver in a few decades. It's like, here's this mediocre script. Let's give it to a really good actor. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, good. Re- re- really good visually too. <laughs> Not to say that there like, wasn't some good writing in it or some good plot points, but yeah, yeah it's not it's, the it's best. Like it's really, not the best. Really well made, really really competent, mm-hmm. but a not a very exciting idea for a movie. I'm I I guess is my opinion. The script yeah, is I, weak. The script is weak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, just yeah. Like the journal and stuff is pretty cool. I don't know. Like a lot of stuff could have been a little bit better. Actually, further thinking on it, it feels like we have been here before, right? Because the Dark Knight was a movie that was kind of saved by one actor really putting their all into the role, maybe dying from depression while filming the role, and that movie also got praise for being like violent r-rated crime movies like like michael mann criminal um elaborate heist movie type style and it more or less helped out marvel movies than it did dc movies in the retrospective like thinking back on how the next 15 years of pop culture went uh after the dark knight the dark knight might have been one of the first big comic book movies to, to ramp production values up in the the mid to late 2000s but then marvel really really stole that yeah that lightning so i'm wondering if there's gonna be a bunch of nolan <laughs> now that the it. marvel cinematic universe is wrapping up maybe we're about to get a bunch of marvel edgy spin-offs <laughs> that are gonna do this but way better and more successful yeah i mean yeah hangover Anyways. guy did his best yeah he did he did <laughs> He did better than he he was expected to do, I guess. I wonder how those interview quotes are going to come off about uh how 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 Todd, it's so Todd ridiculous Phillips. that that we can make um movies about John Wick killing a bunch of bad guys and it's fine, but when you make movies about the Joker killing a bunch of guys, it's a super controversial, edgy thing. Oh my God, I I cannot stand all that political garbage that I've been hearing about Joker. That's like, that's that's the thing is like kids are not going to be able to really tell what a douchebag he is. And in sh- other weird like postmodern 
bit blurring the genre and morality line movies before like like in fight club and the matrix and pulp fiction like an entire generation of of kids grew up liking the violence in quentin tarantino movies but for all the wrong reasons it definitely does feel weird that almost like you're watching something in tarantino real time spawns racism <laughs> Dude, I remember back in high school how Sorry, cool Liam. all the white kids thought they were after watching Pulp Fiction and thinking that, that they're a cool black guy afterwards. <laughs> and they kept saying motherfucker. <laughs> it does at times, especially because of the character and, you know, how uh, <laughs> how some people latched onto the Heath Ledger Joker a bit too much. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. In, that's like, that's why there were guards at this one. Like why watching there were it in police real patrols. time. Like watching it in real time. A movie that you can definitely picture some idiot. Some mm. fucked up idiot being mm, like I Yep. This is I, a life that's choice. Anything, right? I, I have I know, another I know, question for but you it, guys. This this because of what it is and because of the character, I feel gets amplified a bit more. Like a um, really than like video games and like it's all the same garbage. If you if something's wrong with you, something's wrong with you, regardless of. No, I, I yeah, I a hundred percent agree. The, the the people in your movie theaters did they deliberately sit closer to the exits? No, because mine did. Mine yeah, fucking everybody's did. Everybody's normal over here in 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 Orange County. <laughs> no, no one's. <laughs> Everyone was just in watching Georgia. and laughing. Even this guy was like laughing too much a little bit. I was just like, we were kind of worried. We're like, what? Oh, that made it to here? the news. <laughs> Some guy in New York, I think, was laughing too hard during all the murder scenes, and it made people want to leave. <laughs> no, he was just he was, <laughs> he was just laughing, being like, "Who is this fucking tool walking half in halfway through a movie?" Who's his absolute tool? You know how I was describing that I was really indecisive at the end of the movie? I didn't know if I should go to the ticket counter and complain or not. Yeah. One one thing, one part of my like indecisiveness dance on my way out of the theater was trying to decide whether or not I should go back in for a drink I left in the cup holder. And were you just when happy to have survived and not got shot while watching Joe? Yes. So so I wanted to get out of there immediately when the movie was ending so I wouldn't be putting myself at higher risk, right? So I go <laughs> run off to the bathroom and then I come back and most of the theater is emptied out. But the guy who was cleaning it, his head snapped over his shoulder and looks at me and he goes, excuse me? And I'm just like, I, I had a drink. I wanted to drink. Never mind. You guys got it. Bye because they had cleaned up my drink by then, so I, I couldn't have walked back in anyway. And so I... Anyways, point is, the people in my theater, they did... The, they didn't sit as close as they could to the exits, but there was definitely not a preference for the, the quadrant of the theater that did not have an emergency exit nearby. No one was sitting around that corner. Like, if you had to visualize the square of, of seats that were filling up, one corner of those four points of the square was just like a gradient to transparency in terms of audience density. No one wanted to sit in that corner where there wasn't a quick emergency exit uh, that you could Naruto run faster than bullets out of. <laughs> what happened to, to Area 51? Dang it. I thought I was going to see some <laughs> aliens, man. I Yeah, right? Um, I, I, I did read up on, on the, the, the results of it. Basically, an organization did come together and tried to accommodate a sort of festival environment for about 5,000 people. 
and about 800 to 900 showed up. Wow. <laughs> and when they did, there were some some minor nonviolent arrests that were made for for some who decided to trespass uh over apparently yeah i remember i seen the old lady do it a couple people sure enough there there was like two or three people in the crowd crazy enough to naruto run into area 51 and 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 get arrested for it and uh it just sounded like an awkward time for everyone was had you you don't naruto run by yourself you naruto run with a crowd you want to make sure there's a there's a you know opportunity to get away yeah. Oh, so that way when the bullets hit you, you kind of like phase in and out of existence to the spot slightly to the left or right of you in the crowd. Yeah. But but it's I can't so believe far away from the this. gate, I can't though. believe you live in a reality where this might actually be a viable tactic for you to stay alive. Yo, Naruto Area 51 is like miles away from the gate, though. It's like miles away from the gate. Yeah, they, they built it so that you can't storm you can't, Area 51. You can't storm it. That's a long walk, man. Or run. It's a long Naruto run. It's a long Naruto run. Like you might as well get a couple trucks going on. Um, (sighs) Well, no, um, no Naruto run is going to save you from like a highly trained sniper. I I don't know. Where did you train? Where did you train? (laughs) In the hidden hidden leaf village, of course. So the mood in my theater was nervous. The cleaner janitorial crew was was jumpy. And uh, I was I was too shy to to complain about walking into the wrong theater, which I swear was the theater I was being directed into. But Matt, you're saying people were laughing and and comfortable and Liam, yeah. you're saying people were just completely silent. And my yeah, group of friends uh, were laughing. For the most too. part, Japanese audiences, you know, don't don't really laugh at Western films because for, you know, timing reasons or subtitles or whatever, it doesn't come through. Maybe visual visual gags sometimes, so that's why I'm surprised at Joker. The, the glass door. Yeah, How dare but, they know, laugh at that one? The tonal the tonal whiplash of the movie, maybe. Didn't exactly spark joy. <laughs> Oof. I'm I'm not gonna follow up on that one. Hey Matt, how about you? I play the game. <gasps> Back on games. Joker. I, yeah, I mean, because we we did spend quite a lot on Joker. Um, well, I, I I guess I'll I'll knock a few things out first. Netflix and I'll chill. Bojack the Hostman. Uh, Horseman. Bojack the Hostman. The host. The the Hostman. The Postman. The Hostman is a horse. That's a Postman. Uh, uh, if you like existential crisis, it's how many it's... how many seasons does it take to get good? Because that's another mm. show I've been wanting to get into, but I keep hearing oh, until the second season. I would say the first season, like halfway, like I watched a couple episodes, and then... that's the stuff that'll that'll steer me towards finally getting started on it. Because I've also been told that that show is like my sense of humor too, like really black and dark. It definitely does take a turn at the end of the second season. Yeah, huh. it's, it's very negative, um, and I kind of love it for it. <laughs> Actually, maybe what I should do is ask you if there's any episodes I can skip. No, no, don't no. skip episodes. No, okay. they they call back a lot in this in the show. It's well, it's good. It's, it's like a it's a show. Toodles. Yeah, it's it's not one of those I don't know sitcoms. It's it's definitely a show. Um, yeah, Bulljack the Horseman. Um, it's it's good. People, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have a. Have watched it already. The ending credit scene is amazing. 
uh, after you've watched a couple episodes, you really it really starts to change in your mind. That end credits <laughs> starts to change from like, oh, this is a nice song to like, ooh, existential crisis. Sure. It's a good, good song. I love that yell in the background after ah, that. The existential yeah. dread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Intensifies. Um, you know, I, I've been wanting to mention this for a while. It's been a few months. I'm no longer vegan. Wait, what? Wait, <laughs> what? Did did you try some revolutionary new health thing? Or are you just fucking with us? Well, 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 I was... Uh, in my weight training, it's like very slow. So I up that protein gain. I wanted to change it up to see what would it was it the diet because I was drawing a lot of stuff. I had like a, a few trainers over the over the past year, and I um, I've gotten to a place where my medication is fine and I can probably try to get off of just eating, you know plants just for my disease or whatever so i did it and it's a drastic change (laughs) it's a drastic change like i exploded after that like you gain so much more muscle so much faster on a meat diet and i think it has something to do with getting a lot of calories and a lot of protein just like an over amount so what was it that made it compatible with your medicine Oh, um, before I was trying a bunch of different diets. This is before I got the medicine that I needed. I was vegan for like five years because it made me feel better. But once I got the medicine and once I started working out, I started feeling a lot better. So now that I'm at that place, I decided to try something a little bit different because if I'm staying, I don't like staying in the same spot. If I'm not growing, I need to change something. So I changed it and it worked really well really well <laughs> so yeah i we should we can do snack stuff now guys on the show snack try, reviews you remember the snack reviews that we were thinking about like uh, like two years ago <laughs> maybe we could get drunk and try as we might to eat the same kind of snack in different locations and no yes. differences yes we can do all that i was expecting a different reaction from you guys but uh yeah this will do this 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 will do. This will do. <laughs> You're like worried almost. It sounds like I, I I'm I'm not I'm not worried. I'm dad. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> so um, uh, there's 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 a story that I think Liam might be able to tell. Okay, what's this? Yeah, yeah, I see this on on the docket. You jotted a reminder down about about a story that sounds story oh. share worthy. So yeah, I try I try to play another game that I got reminded of that it came out at E three this year. There was a skateboarding game that looked very suspiciously like Skate, uh, and I oh, thought was no. Skate Four. That guy. Oh, no. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a game called Session. Session. And it it came out in early access. Oh, Uh, God. It was on a Games from My Inbox list. Holy shit. So this is actually the first official media coverage I've seen of a game that I was going to check out for. Yeah, there were some some videos I think out there because I was super hyped because I used to skateboard a lot when I was younger and I like good skateboarding games. Obviously, I miss Tony Hawk. Skate. 
and Tony Hawk. And and two it different looked styles. like it had those two... flick controls and the and the foot cam. So yeah, so now that's the this is a big, big, big thing, right? So Skate, I feel like, did a good job of emulating what it's like to feel skillful while skateboarding. You know, yeah. it requires like fighting game inputs to pull off to really good tricks. stuff. Well, yeah. at the same time, it's still pretty fucking easy to handle everything. And it's a pretty forgiving game. Not Tony Hawk's levels of, you know, fuckery of being able to do 900s every time. But, you know, you felt good and it felt like you'd accomplished something. You'd spend a while, like, getting that correct line, that 360 flip over to a nose grind down a 10 set or something. Anyway, I downloaded Session, paid 20 bucks for this early access game that came out in September, thinking that this would be the same. Oh, no. Oh, this no. has... I don't know if it's the most difficult control scheme I've ever experienced in a video game. <laughs> But it felt like I was controlling a mech that was trying to skateboard. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Holy shit, that sounds amazing. They just needed sounds, to reskin it to be sounds, a mechs on the moon. Sounds amazing. But the, the, <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. The controls are. They are like. But it's very positive. It has like a nine yeah, out yeah, of ten. Yeah, no. I, I, I actually can get it because when you land something, it feels fucking amazing. But the problem is you can't land anything. <laughs> well, it's a skateboarding sim. Yeah. And skateboarding's really hard. So I get it, right? You're trying to replicate what is... So instead of like skate, where you use the right analog stick to do the flicks, you know, back, forward to do an ollie, back and forward to the side to do a kickflip, it replicates that in some way, but it uses both sticks. Okay. Oh. So you use the left stick to do the left foot. You use the right stick to do the right foot. So you oh, would... is it is it like supposed to match up to where you're shifting your weight in your foot? Yes. So you would hold down uh. the right stick to mm -hmm. pop the right foot backwards, and then you would lift the right the left stick up to do an ollie. So you'd be like up down to do an ollie if you did down on the right stick and then up a little bit to the left you would do a kickflip when you're static this is fine because your brain can kind of do it it's like patting your head and rubbing your stomach at the same time it definitely requires thought to do it now the problem is you have to press a at the same time or x to use your feet a being the right foot x being the left foot to pump oh. to get speed so you have to press those buttons and then quickly okay. switch I, over i immediately note the problem now no 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 image this no 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 how I, do you think you move you turn your fingers into spaghetti no you use the left and right triggers okay you use you you squeeze the left and right triggers of your controller to move left and right and the the harder you press it the more you move. It's like uh, the turning pressure on a skateboard, you know? It, it emulates that really well. The problem is when you're using a controller, you're like, what the fuck? And you just hit everything. You hit a curb, you fall off. And it has, like, GTA ragdoll physics. I'm, <laughs> I'm moving my hands around trying to imagine what it would be like holding this control scheme, and it basically looks like I'm jerking <sighs> off two imaginary dicks. What's not? Well, wow. yeah, you're at least rubbing two off at the same time. 
the thing is, it's like if you're trying to do stuff like, for example, you're trying to navigate the street. Firmly grasping them in my hands. You're, you're going to hit curbs. You're going to hit walls. You're going to hit boxes and dents in the road and everything. And it has the like craziest ragdoll physics. So you're immediately flinged off your board. And it looks like you've just had the most horrific of crashes. And then you have to wait to get back on your board. And then try again. And when you want to like line up to do like grinds or to ollie onto something or to like kickflip over something, it is like nigh on impossible with the triggers to like line yourself up correctly enough. It's really frustrating, but it feels good when you land stuff, but it just wasn't enough. And I did the worst thing I've ever done. I felt terrible afterwards because I've never done it before. Refund. I refunded. <laughs> so you did it. it. I did. You, you went through with it. Has Tony Hawk gone insane, tricking off a fire truck, a cop car, and freeway traffic? It's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, with eight massive living levels that let you trick off of everything. Choose from 13 skaters, create a skater, a skate park, even play online. What's Tony Hawk doing on the freeway? Frontside nose grind. I played 45 minutes of it, and I couldn't, I just couldn't, I thought maybe I would be able to, like... You know, after time, get used to it. But I couldn't. I was just every five seconds just bumping into something, falling over, getting back on, bumping into something, falling over. And obviously, get good scrub, but the controls are just... Ain't nobody got time for that. they're, They're insane. It is the same. It's like controlling an airplane. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it's controlling a mech skateboarding on the moon. It's it's so tough. How, how how did it feel processing the refund? Is it is it Terrible. smooth and easy? And the reason I the reason I actually did do the refund was because I wanted to gift another game on Steam to a friend's whose birthday it was today, and I was like, hmm, maybe I can just get the store credit back from session and, <laughs> and I did So do you that. got a gift out of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I would have spent the money anyway, but no, I felt I, I felt terrible. And Steam's process of refunding is way too easy. <laughs> no wonder devs hate it. You get you get two hours, right? Yeah, I felt terrible. Devs hate it when you try to refund a game that you don't Cause, like. Because oh God, games can be this? shorter than two hours. And yeah, if it's like a short game, you can yeah. exploit it. If you play like a game that is, you know over fairly quickly but you had a good time with you can still refund it pretty pretty sharpish think of journey or something like that i'm trying to see if i ever did a refund myself because i i almost want to say i haven't but there is that version of deadly premonitions i bought that didn't even launch if i was ever going to refund a steam game it would have been that other than that i've never Never committed such a vile sin as I've you have, never Liam. Done it. Never ever done it. And I, I feel bad. So session developers, if you're listening to this, I like your game, but I can't do the controls. I'm sorry. I can't be- I didn't refund that version of Deadly Premonitions that wouldn't launch. It's still in my Steam library. <laughs> and then you bought it again on Switch. And then I bought it again on Switch. I guess I uh I, I do remember buying it for extremely cheap on a sale, so I guess it wasn't wasn't expensive enough to get me to refund it. Well, Liam, you have refund one hundred percent more Steam games than I have. How about All you, Matt? Right. <laughs> yeah, I've refunded a game. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh god, I can't believe I'm so I'm so clean and morally good. Right. I, I have such a, a clean conscience. <laughs> no <laughs> no karma. Yeah, I am a I am I am on a higher plane. 
Yeah. It looks it's it's a shame because it it I thought it was gonna be like skate because that's what it looks like. And skate, you can do some really ridiculous things. If you ever yeah. played online after and like it feels so years, good. you can see people just doing kickflip after kickflip after kickflip and not not even get like I don't know five feet. <laughs> and it was just it was insane the stuff you can do. Um, but uh, yeah, this. This seems more regular, and uh, if it's as hard as you say, I don't think I'm going to be interested in that. I kind of want something a little bit arcadey. Do you think it might work better on a different controller? Like, what are all these positive reviews playing it on? Keyboard, obviously. Keyboard and mouse. I don't know. I think I think it's just people are invested. I guess. Yeah, yeah, they're probably just invested. They wanted a hard. I don't think anyone wants to play an arcade Tony Hawk type game right now. No, I think another skate, though, would, I think, a you know, session having similar controls to skate and being more approachable would definitely work in its favor. I can see that a skateboarding sim is interesting in its concept, but I don't know how many hardcore skaters out there cross over into the world of video game sims. I'm not, and I, I don't know if I'm older sure. or not, but I, I'm wondering if, if skateboarding in general is as popular as it used to be. That's definitely, yeah, it, it definitely it is. isn't. It's it's still popular. Really? I, I had the same conversation last night. Yes. It's still popular. I was like, I thought it died. I thought it died out. And with with and, everyone's and she, bones. This girl looked at me and I was like I was like, What? I was like, What? It it <laughs> it didn't die out like not here on the West. I was like, Oh my god. Cause like there was like a couple dudes like skating around this like library. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. I, I didn't know what happened. Uh, skating just came back one day. And he's like, no, it never left. It never left. I think it's just like an East Coast thing. We don't see a lot of people skating. But even near you, George, there's a bunch of people skating in the city with, like, I, recording stuff, too. There's those kids at, at like, the, the, the concrete monuments yes, uh, nearby exactly. that, that yeah. are out there. But there's only, like, five of them. So there's skate parks I, I here. Know quite a bit oh, that's, that's, some on that's the beach the too kids, which guess. is pretty cool like really really good people really good like someone's texting on the phone while like i don't know like uh 90 degrees in the, in the <laughs> scoop or, or the whatever you call those little holes in the ramp, no, not I'm, ramp. I'm up here where are the you half girl? circle i'm i'm just just floating the in the air yeah yes Yes, I played near the, the PS3 one or the the Auto Tomato. Auto Tomato. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, wow, <laughs> how, how you man, like it, man? So I stopped being vegan and I played a game that you really, really like. And both, both times, both of your reactions have been so so par. You know, I'm. I think I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna call it a day. <gasps> I'm just gonna go to the bathroom whoa. and never Is come that, back. Whoa, 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 whoa! It was fun. I actually finally got through a platinum game. Other than um, Legend of Korra, and I'm happy. I'm happy I did it. I did not. Bayonetta! My God, man! Yes. Have some class. <laughs> that is my reference point because I can't, I can't get through like the other ones. Um, and the combat's not as good. Wait. I know. I know. I know. One day. One day. I'll play. I, I play. It's, I think it's Nier, funny I because Near Automata is a lot longer than than Bayonetta and MGR. Really? 
No, I beat MGR. Wait, beat wait, MGR. wait. Hold up, hold up. We gotta ask though, because when you beat Near Automata, which 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 rating, new. which ending, how how many times? Uh huh. And did you keep going? I went for another one and realized I was just playing 9S, and I was like, nope, nope. And I understand oh, that you get to see more stuff when you fight the bosses when you hack them yeah i don't I feel like really playing cool. 9S. i don't but but you get to see that she only got her killing blows because he was hacking them to weaken them all along yeah but you have to go through the same thing over again the same side quest over again that is so boring <laughs> I remember so rushing boring. through the 9S chapter, but still liking it okay. There there was some interesting mechanical storytelling things going on in, in and that that's game. Cool. And, and, and that's cool. I just rather watch it from your video. Oh, okay. Then, then waste the, what, like, I would say 80% of my time doing things I've already done again just to get that 20% of story. That is I think nuts I, to me. I just got really lucky because I, I did do side quests in the first one, but once I was playing 9S, I, I was invested. I did want to see what would happen, but I did it fast. I just rushed through the main quest with 9S, and, and things get more different for the next two campaigns you do afterwards. They're a lot shorter. Oh, um, really? It's not You don't replay the same story with the two next characters you're going to get, but... But I, I oh okay I, so you do uh, I was wondering if I get to play A2 because I want to yes play, oh man yeah I have to yeah. go through 9s to play A2 are you kidding me well I guess just rush the 9s story parts that's what I did this is something that was different about my playthrough versus everyone else everyone else didn't like the, the 9s sections and I was fine with them yeah yeah why would you want to replay the same thing you already played because he has ago? a really different combat style no <laughs> it's boring he's boring I want to play a little child also, after I played a badass like ninja girl why would i want to do that <laughs> i thought it was interesting playing as tails for once instead of being the cool badass hero no you, no like, one wants it's to a play Metal as tails okay. no one fucking okay. oh. tails man well there you go near the tomato join me i don't know i maybe i'll force myself i probably won't i'll probably just play destiny because i haven't i haven't tried it yet I wonder which of these two games people will remember more vividly in the future. Because Auto Tomato <laughs> is is something that got a lot of praise when it first came out, but I don't know if it's gonna it's gonna disappear into obscurity. It's gonna yeah, if people are really like invested in defending it over the decade. I don't know. I, not to say it's a bad game. It's just it's just a cool game. That's that's it. It's just a cool game. There's a lot of games that I've played that are cool. I don't remember them. <laughs> I don't remember them on the top of I my head. I remember really caring about what would happen next in Near Automata back when I was into it. And now I'm like hmm. trying to remember what had me engaged. And I definitely remember beating bosses as 9S in hacking it's... scenes and thinking to myself, oh, that's cool. And apparently that just didn't happen to other people. I, I think I think I know. I think it's because you were playing a woman who happened to not be wearing pants for some reason. Well, well, What's wrong with the? Why would that make? That's a weird, man. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, imagine the humans who are. I don't want. All right, I know the story between that, but like the humans designed these 
robots, right? These 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 women overlords, and they dress them like that. It's weird, man. It's like it's like a a, a universe where they accidentally made sex dolls that became sentient. I think the idea is that the robots, like the, the these weren't the first ones off the assembly line. And then right, later right, right. on, the robots start getting involved with the production. And for some reason, they find like little dolls and dresses and decide that that is the image they need to be making themselves. Is, is out that canon? Of. And what you're saying to me right now? Is that I canon? think so, actually. Interesting. Like, that's why they're they're that's wearing they cover their eyes too, right? practical. Well, those are also um, um, science fiction heads up display goggles that, uh, uh, that, that just happens that display... to match the outfit. Right. Yeah, that happened to look like a flimsy piece piece of cloth that matches the outfit. Other than that, though, yeah, you do kind of have to suspend your disbelief and and recognize that that there's a, a huge chunk of Japanese audiences that for some reason really like fr frilly dresses. I don't understand. I don't. I don't get. But I'm sure. Whatever. You know, if all right, I would be on your side and you know suspend my disbelief if Nine S was wearing like. I don't know, some type of leather tight pants with like no shirt, but something like over his nipples or something, some some type of like, <laughs> you know, bondage, Pasties. bondage thing. And I'll be like, OK, yeah, I kind of get it. Like French made bondage little kid. I get it. I get it. But no, he's he's just dressed as like some little emo school guy. You know? the, the the justifications are flimsy because it is is deliberately um, um, uh, explicit um, um, it sells copies explicit. To all the... excel yeah they, they just want to excel with with how much they're aware of the frilly dresses yeah well, it sells copies and that's that's the point and <laughs> you know can't hate the game you know well, there's also like a statement behind it. I don't know. You also didn't get to ending E, which has like some good tingles. Oh, I, oh, I have to get to ending E for the game to get good. Phew, a lot of stuff happened, but we got time for for two 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 of the biggest stories that happened this week. Uh, first up is is the reveal of a PlayStation Five, right? You'd, you'd think you couldn't get much bigger than that, but the uh, the the presentation and the delivery of this uh, are, are kind of more muted than I was expecting. But at the same time, what was I expecting? More details on the PlayStation Five have been released. It's hard to say whether or not you want to count this as a console reveal yet or not because they're not bombastic about it. There's no pictures of it. There's no video about it. Just some more information on spec. Hardware spec updates and an acknowledgement that this is the next generation PlayStation 5, that apparently that is what it's going to be called. Because we have gotten news on this out of similar mediums before, like wired interview features with, with Mark Cerny and some other engineering crews that don't seem to... Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing that we're still not getting the big tentpole theatrical like slideshow trailer reveal they've been doing since since the ps3 for for a while can you imagine you've been working on the ps5 since the playstation 4 launched you've been slaving away to make the hottest newest technology for all the kids around the world and the social media marketing team's like yep tuesday tuesday october 7th <laughs> <laughs> blog.us.playstation.com is where you'll find the latest 300 word <laughs> vague description 
on on the the next sequential lineup and in the 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 headlining brand of the video game world, That's right? Weird, man. We can confirm it will be called PlayStation 5. But at the same time, well, I guess, yeah, if we're going into it, can confirm will be called the PlayStation 5, uh, will indeed have an, an internal SSD, uh, will indeed have some, some ray tracing intentions behind the GPU hardware development. Uh, one thing that's new Definitely is, is adaptive triggers. Uh, the, the shoulder triggers on your controller are gonna change sensitivity depending on the gameplay. The examples they the Xbox use already does that, right? I I I don't I don't know if if the X bone already does that. I'm pretty sure it does have haptic feedback in one of the, in the Elite controller, mm -hmm. and there are no games that use it, as far as I know. I I was a bit worried about that. The example they used are racing games where when you're driving over different surfaces, you'll feel the controller rumble in a different way, and. Uh, yeah, that seems like a very game specific thing and also something that can go horribly wrong. Like remember and also something that could just be overhyped marketing speak. Remember HD rumble for the Nintendo Switch and how it's kind of just sort of regular rumble but with more motors that are smaller. You remember when we were trying it out like, "Oh yeah, we can feel the balls inside." You you think you can feel the balls and I mean there aren't that and many different And then we just forgot about there it. There aren't going to be many different games where you need to feel the, for balls. Yes. And uh, then there was Celeste, where for whatever reason the HD Rumble like screams whenever, whenever it's being utilized in the controllers. Um, yeah, there's there's haptic feedback on the controller, which I'm guessing might be a silly gimmick. I'm more interested in the adaptive triggers because if they do do this on Xbox shooters then yeah this basically means different guns are going to have different pressure sensitivities which is going to be really really weird to emulate in a video game i wonder if there's going to be like super weapons that require you to really mash the thing and almost break it and how they're going to build a device that can take <laughs> right. that punishment right. the wired reporter who has access to be sony's pr lackey for for this news basically also confirmed that some leaked images of the PlayStation 5 press kit that we've seen earlier are actually what the thing looks like for the dev kits the at dev least. Kit. Yeah, no telling if if consumers will get this big chonky boy, but <laughs> this looks like this definitely looks like this looks like a concept for a dev kit. It doesn't look like a concept for a consumer device even. It looks like what you would think a fake concept for a dev kit that's not actually real would be. And I I guess until we see actual photographs of it, this render will be the best thing we have to go off of. But yeah, this uh, semi-circular dark purple box, it's not a black box. Yeah. There's a shitload of vents on this thing in a U-shaped and yeah. a, a U-shape that are chiseled out of of the box with vents on the left and right of it. it they they look like handles almost. Yeah. It looks like a vacuum. It feels very much like a they rushed, didn't realize how much fucking power this uses and they can't pull it down. <laughs> so there yeah. are vents everywhere. Exactly. There are just vents Every can't wait for the ET Every crossover. Is the ET crossover oh, is gonna be pretty good. ET crossover and short circuit crossover. You guys, have I mentioned um um how how sometimes my apartment has a roach problem? Guess where roaches like to live? 
inside of systems. Yeah, PS4s. PS4s. And you're going to smell this nice cooked cockroach smell because it's going to be really hot. Oh, God. I, I, I'm wondering yeah. if I should actually like open mine up and take a peek because I'm, I'm scared oh, what I'm going to no, find in there. That. I'm real scared. Don't do that. I've heard some horror stories of um, uh, this shop that used to be in Miami that used to fix consoles and they would open it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Nasty things the, would be inside. The, the Kotaku story I was reading was was interviewing one of those guys. It's it's apparently a very frequent reason to, to send your PlayStation to the shop. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, um PlayStation 4, uh, I mean 5 revealed, Six, right? Yeah, I, mean, I wish I had like a party noisemaker. <laughs> you know, I I I just got my 4, so you know, I'm excited. This always happens. This always happens, dude. Oh, oh, <laughs> backwards compatibility. It's going to be backwards compatible with the four, so you'll feel extra good tossing it in the garbage. Um, it's also going to be uh, VR ready on on the outset too. So I'm hoping that that will straight up mean straight up VR backwards compatibility with PlayStation Four titles. I was we knew earlier that the hardware was going to be compatible, but not the software. But hopefully that means that PS4 titles will be playable on PS5. And I'm wondering if the low key reveal of this thing, it two possibilities are swirling through my head. One, no, a few, a few. I'm, I'm going to bump that up to three. Maybe I'll get to four. Possibility A. So they know this stuff is going to leak anyway. They want to make some sort of news of their own to control the hype cycle beforehand. How how likely or realistic does that seem? Uh, I don't know. Possibility B. Harkening back to a time before big media press events to reflect what budgets and tactics looked like in a pre-digital media world because they don't want to be budgeting for big media press events because everyone gets their news at home from reporters at home who are reporting on stuff remotely. And this kind of folds in line with the same trend of E3 diminishing and becoming a more all-access event and companies not really relying on the big overhyped tentpole media invite-only events anymore in general. I mean... Releasing it on a Tuesday. <laughs> well, it's to be fair, it it is a Tuesday, but it's also a Tuesday of an already packed news week. So maybe, maybe they just didn't want to compete for for too much attention with all the other stories that happened this week that we didn't get to go over, like a bunch of ports, crossplay announcements. Competing with what? It's a console announcement. It isn't a game announcement. It's a console announcement. It happens to every. 10 years or so. So weird. Possibility three is that this is actually just going all according to plan. They deliberately wanted to get some text only tech spec wired uh, interview snippets and blog reports out to tease us for a big tentpole media event at um, next year's GDC, TGS or E3. Well, you'll probably get, oh, I don't know. Sony skipped out on E3 this year, so I don't know if they'll be there next year. That would be weird. They'll probably just do their own. It event. would be on time, though. If uh, this thing's scheduling for holiday 2020, they could start seriously hitting the marketing budget up around early to mid next year. Well, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> nothing can get weirder than announcing a new console on a Tuesday. <laughs> I like how it's like Tuesday. Like, that is the specific thing that. This reminds me of the bison thing. 
And so that reminds me of that. The day Bison came to your village was the greatest day of your life. For me, it's just it was a Tuesday. Tuesday. Next up on big important news events, we have Blizzard being in trouble for sacking one of their Hearthstone esports athletes after the athlete in question made a statement in support of protests going on in Hong Kong, which have recently grown like legitimately separatist. Like, uh, I, I don't know if you guys have been keeping track of this development, but there, there is a provisional government manifesto from the protesters declaring that in order for mankind to continually improve and evolve, changes to the old system must be made or even overthrown. Uh, there, there are six demands on the protesters list now. It looks increasingly more and more likely there's going to be an actual war or massacre or something involving more people's lives ending over this stuff. And yes, apparently that's too spooky for Blizzard to tangentially appear as if they support it by bankrolling the winnings of an esport athlete playing one of their games. The only positive thing I've seen out of this was that some Blizzard employees today, uh, obviously not happy with the actions of their company. There is like, you know, the famous Blizzard statue in front of the campus. Yeah. So it has like uh, four pillars around it, like stone slabs on the ground that say stuff like integrity and other respect and stuff like that yeah and then they covered it up with uh with scotch tape and, and notebook paper yeah which, which adds a Covered weird shit dimension to this at first i was like i think i used the word vandalizing when writing it down on on the outline docket and then i saw the picture and i was like does it really count if if you could just take it off and well so it's not vandalizing it's making a point yeah i but vandalizing also makes a point. It just causes more trouble for the authorities. <laughs> Such a knock. <laughs> so, so on October eighth, um, this statement was made by by Chung quote Blitz Chung Nguai. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um, probably not. He he was interviewed in a match by the official Taiwanese Hearthstone stream. I I believe they were speaking Chinese through the whole thing, but I. I don't I don't want to don't want to speak on that. At the end of the interview, he's wearing a gas mask. He says, "Liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our age." And then the interview ends. The casters then hide behind their desks. As it turns out, they later got fired too. Um Blizzard posted an explanation on uh their playhearthstone.com blog saying that they believed um that Blitzchung broke a rule from engaging in an act that in in Blizzard's sole discretion brings into public dispute, offends a portion of a group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard's image. And uh, they also throw in the quote, we will also immediately cease working with both casters, which is really creepy that like, not even the person who's making the offending action, even the people associating with them still get some punishment too. Uh, the player in question has been banned from participating in the tournaments for a year. They have been banned from the tournament they were currently working on, and their winnings have been stripped from that 
as well. And yeah, this this has caused a lot of backlash from from employees internally um, rebelling against the man, uh, uh, damaging their property, vandalizing the system by putting some scotch tape and notebook paper up on a statue outside. Well, it's at least making a conscious, you know, effort to show grievances at the company it's good to see that democratic u.s senator tom wyden has released a statement quote blizzard shows it is willing to humiliate itself to please the chinese communist party no american company should censor calls for freedom to make a quick buck i mean activision blizzard are five percent owned by tencent the large like the largest video game media conglomerate in china which something that's also depends commonly on... well known has quite a uh, good relationship with the communist party let's say yeah they they depend on the communist party to change rules relating to to the depiction of violence and and unnationalistic ideals or however they define it this is it's so weird to be dealing with the public perception of gamers and censorship and media relations with the way it currently exists right now, because this is totally like a power grab of a censorship move from influence of a censorship heavy regime that will send police to questionably disappear people rather then cause a stink about it on social media. And that's the main criticism that you see most comfortable, happy, coddled gamers in the first world send companies over when they when they change skirts and stuff. What's even scarier about this is it's a an American company banning somebody about something that happens in a different country to where that person lives, Hong Kong, on a stream that was based in Taiwan, and yet China or uh, Blizzard uh, immediately had maybe probably an email or a phone call from Tencent or something or a representative maybe mm -hmm. or they were like wow the only people in the world who watched the Warcraft movie were Chinese people shit well fuck capitalism and yeah working in the favor of communism like wow. you can you can see so much weirdness of the system in the first place by noting how much of their business is going through Taiwan instead of straight to China and China doesn't want Taiwanese flags in people's video games. And before, even now, so much business going to China happened through Hong Kong. So if that port goes silent for the next few months because of political unrest, and all the business goes through Taiwan, and all these Taiwanese people are getting in trouble. It's a re this is a cold proxy war almost. Is is like a weird way of kind of actually describing the way the office politics that haven't bled over into people getting shot in war politics are working. Well, it's it's scary. I mean, we we've talked about the detention stuff already earlier this year. It's uh not cool. It's definitely scary that now video games are just being affected in general shout out to all the people who have been talking about this though it's it's weird to me to think about how there is a actual quasi nationalistic identity that has now been sparked among these hong kong protesters and we're seeing a quote from a u.s senator saying no American company should censor calls for freedom to make a quick buck. It sounds like I'm 
living in in a vice city parody version of the cold war because the 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 balls getting tossed between these two hostile superpowers are are video games and tweets like things that usually feel like they have so much less of a stake in society are now the massive multi-million dollar assets decisions. yeah like donald trump's fucking 240 character fucking bath is causing potential nuclear war we live in a very strange time you see we live in a society wherever every... you had a fight with a ceo of a multi-million dollar video game company but at least that Anything wasn't the cold war too. I know, Electric but it's still boogaloo. weird that you found yourself in that position thanks to social media. I mean, the thing is, if World War Three ends up being started over whoever, what kind of market, what kind of superpower has the most influence over Hong Kong, that feels like something that was that Tom Clancy could have predicted in the '80s. I doubt Tom Clancy in the '80s could have predicted it would have happened over like which superpower gets to influence and budget the money behind esports athletes streaming controversial bits of of speech that's the other thing the whole thing is like over speech in 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 china they describe what we describe as is is human rights as western rights and uh oh god it's been like a year since matt said anything and i don't know if liam would have seen this in in the america sphere of social media but there was one post i saw recently of people in and on Chinese social media, commenting in China with some translations next to the side, commenting in Chinese with some translation next to the side about American political news. There was, uh, I don't know, an, an issue in, in Alaska or Hawaii where where they they had a federal rule get put on the on the in court when they were challenging it. And these Chinese commenters were like, oh, American states don't like a rule from the American government. Why don't they rebel and protest and, and break off from the union when it's like. That's a fundamentally different way of understanding how to settle internal disputes in a political system where you like submit a complaint, form a committee, and then challenge the laws you don't like in court. And in the free speech that we seem to be taking for granted is so alien to people in, in China who are very recently breaking into a, a, a comfortable middle class lifestyle and 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 want to to laud the merits of their system for that instead when, when it should also be pretty evident to rest of us that they need our trade and our, our products to to create power for everyone to share. <sighs> I mean, it's an American video game we're talking about. I don't think I'm as. It's an American mm -hmm. video game that's owned by the Chinese and played by the Chinese and sold to the Chinese. Where is the... What? Let's move on to the nice things in life. I, I'm wondering how long it's going to be for all of this Chinese money to be made playing a Chinese game instead. And and they exist, but they're they're knockoffs of, of of American games. Or Japanese games, for the most part. They they really like these uh, MOBA battle royale FPS type type stuff. I. Yeah, they does, do. Does, they does, very much do. Does gotcha and JRPG concepts catch on in China? Uh, I'm not really sure, actually. 
I know, you know, PUBG and League of Legends and stuff like that. They're all massive. When Absolutely I when I was massive. doing my video on their game rating system, which apparently they have a real one now. Um, the most popular game at the time was George. Why are we still talking about this? Come on, because their most popular minutes, time man. was Matt's Matt's dying. Chinese League of Matt, Matt, are you alive? Eh. Yep, see, told you. <laughs> Matt, let's send in our, our yeah, concerns and our stuff. Send complaints. <laughs> Dad and Sons Podcast at gmail.com. First question from Demo P. The clowns. Hello there, Timo here. Hope your podcast recording is going well. My question is not nearly as dramatic as the title of this email may suggest, but what do you consider to be your biggest accomplishment in gaming? Be it beating a very difficult game, a long game, or maybe a specific level slash selection slash boss, etc. Hmm. Ooh. We got Very good seen... questions. I should have uh should have drummed it up more because cause I'm so they're good. I'm still not we done. We know panicking. you love news more than you love the dad and sons, George. We know. I, I do just like reading and talking about the news, I think, more than most people, but that would make sense. We need me. to fucking trim you down. We're going to Chinese censor you in the news. No, not my social credit score. Go back to the question. <laughs> what do you consider to be your biggest accomplishment in gaming? Hmm. Finishing Sekiro earlier this year, that was pretty baller. But I do know what my 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 highest accomplishment ever in video games, and I'll never be able to top it ever, is. I'm not sure if I ever mentioned it on the show before, but when I was at Gamescom 2011? Yeah, Gamescom 2011. One of the first trade shows I had ever really worked at, at like as kind of press, back in the early days. I was at the Capcom booth, and Seth Keelian, former Street Fighter World Champion, was there. Obviously working as an executive producer on Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate. He was in Dive Kick. He was. The the final boss in Street Fighter 4, Seth, is named after Seth Keelian. Anyway, the only game, fighting game I've ever been good at, apart from Smash Brothers, which I'm pretty decent at, his Marvel vs. Capcom, and I wanted so desperately as a fan of like Evo and of the fighting game community back then to fight Seth in a game of the game he was promoting. You know, he's promoting the game. He should be playing people. And he was like, no, 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 I don't know. I don't have the time. I was like, please, it would make my day if I could, you know, have a match with you. I fucking stomped that dude i stomped him so hard i beat him so hard i mean it was it makes me laugh now even thinking about it because i took a vi- i had somebody take a video because none of my university pals at the time would have believed me um because we were all playing marvel vs. capcom but i actually beat him so badly that seth, Ke- seth keelian went out of his way to get angry and say that my wesker was cheap and i shouldn't be allowed to play yeah. That's my greatest gaming accomplishment of all time. I'll take that to my motherfucking grave. I feel like I have been on the other side of this exchange before. Yep. 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 Mm. Yeah. Don't think we haven't forgotten about your King K rule. Yeah. Oh, you're. Hey, you guys. I've 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 got some bad news for you now. Oh god. More Mm. more cheap characters, right? Mm-hmm. I would. I don't think either of you, no matter what character, could beat me if I was playing Banjo Kazooie. Uh, I feel like I would put fifty dollars down on it. That what? Wait, how many tries do we get? 
Two each? I think that's fair. All right. Well, we're seeing you what next year? Okay. You know what though? Ooh, you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna oh, you. We're gonna forget about I'm... this, and I'm be like, "Oh, you ready?" I'm like snapping my fingers. Got my <laughs> on. <laughs> Unrolling my GameCube controller. <laughs> we good. <laughs> I like how you would spend thousands of dollars to come to Japan just to challenge me for fifty dollars. I'm 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 pretty uh I, I I'd be okay taking that loss because I know that uh my proudest gaming accomplishment oh yeah, the thing I got real good at. Okay. It impresses all all the ladies and all the, the airplanes I play video games at. Um, is is the MGS three no trank, non lethal European extreme stuff? That is pretty baller. Yeah, like being able for two magfests in a row. Like I, I whipped the controllers out, started playing that game, and what's so cool is that if you get real good and and learn all those tricks, like the gameplay the second to second normal looking gameplay looks very different. Like you're always rolling around with some ridiculous outfit on, like tapping the, the guards on the shoulder and then perfectly moving around their, their line of sight so that you can see QC them from the other angle. Like you memorize so, so many wacky tricks that do not look like the way the game's meant to be played that the crowd just knows. And it was so cool. Just like sitting in a chair playing this game in a way that actually drew a crowd over like like I don't I don't know if they knew who or what I was but but that was that that felt like some sort of accomplishment that was that was actually worth the hours put into it how about you Matt you know I don't think I have one I don't think I have like some greatest achievement where I played a really hard game and beat it or at least yeah like I mean, I play Demon Souls and stuff, but I don't know. I don't really consider it an achievement. Um, I don't know. After finally being Sekiro, I was like, "Oh my god, I am a god." The only the only game that I've ever gone out of my way to make it extremely hard is like Halo. All the Halo games, I beat them on a Ooh, on Legendary. They're real fun in Legendary. Like that's that you have With to play very on. differently too. Yeah. Like you're always you have to use the cover. Like the level design makes a lot more sense. Like you you realize why there are so many little little pieces everywhere. Halo one, two, and three, Legendary. Um, I'm pretty sure I did all Unreach. skulls and stuff. So, but after after three, um, Halo got garbage. So. <laughs> I didn't play those on Legendary. This is it. This episode is the one that kills us. It's the one that kills us. I'm sorry. It's not. Reach is fucking amazing. Oh, sorry. ODST. Yeah, ODST was good, too. (laughs) Cuts deep, buddy. I should quickly mention, if it is Timo, who I am thinking of, Timo listens to the show every week, Timo is actually a speedrunner of La Mulana and a lot of other games. So that's oh, really? That's probably where his question comes from because he is fucking incredible at uh, La Mulana and I think La Mulana too. I think he speedruns like a whole host of other games as well. So Damn. Yeah, that's pretty damn cool of him. Uh, Fred S. asks, I recently picked up the Pokemon Black and White too, and I have to say that I clearly admire its pixel art and chunky 3D. However, I cannot recall seeing a similar art style anywhere else. Begging the question... What game or series art style would you like to see again? 
Wind Waker. It's weird how we haven't seen like a lot of Wind Waker looking like jet There have been a lot of cell shaded types uh, type things. There have been a lot of cell shaded stuff. I think that's people be like, but there's been like you know loads of cell shaded things. But the lighting in Wind Waker is why that game looks so good. Lighting and cell shading, like, oh, so good. Hmm. Hmm. I would like to see more creative stuff done with pre-rendered backgrounds and like super resolution. Like uh, the the pre-rendered backgrounds you see in Pillars of Eternity 1 and 2 made on today's hardware rendering at 1080p in today's resolution look fucking phenomenal. And being able to control the angle that you see and how much shading and detail you pour in from just one direction that the camera's looking at can do so much to set a tone in a place in an atmosphere like there's there's one part where you're at the top of a mage's tower and you just see tiny little dots of, of city houses below but because the resolution is so high you can actually make them out and you see layers of, of parallax scrolling clouds and fog on top as the tower rises to the point of view you're looking at where your character is and it's like like you hear the wind and I could just feel the wind on my skin when I was when I was there. It was great. Nice. Oh, and yeah, when you look at um the HD re-releases of uh remake, they they weren't able to save all the backgrounds, but the ones that they were able to save with the original super detailed um master versions of the images look so fucking good in modern resolutions that I I would love to see pre-rendered horror game backgrounds in in 2019 with with the the level of detail and yeah like imagine those horror game backgrounds basically being photorealistic if they could farm it out to a pre-render uh setup that that would be a, a trip playing a 90s horror game style but with cutting edge 2010s pre-rendering technology yeah the problem with those types of games though is the art is very dependent on the game design which is expensive I I'd still love to see it and yeah given I mean given the money floating around I could see it happening you know so long as is Kickstarter and, and Patreon still exist in the future someone might might try it the problem is is that once you've made it you've got to stick with it that is a big problem because then changing it is very expensive so if you like if you don't thoroughly test it or you you think it's gonna work in your head or on theory and paper and you're like yeah this will work, and then you do it, and you're like, oh, no, oh, shit. I didn't really think about this, or I didn't test it. Then you're like, well, now I've got this really expensive pre-rendered background I can't change. Oh, this is great. This is great. Yeah, but remember when Resident Evil 1.5 got released, and it was this amazing revelation of a hidden piece of video game treasure? At least that's I mean, how it was lauded. Yeah, still great, though. Anyways, I mean, I mean, everyone would like some more hand-drawn stuff like Tesla Grad and uh, Cuphead, stuff like that would be cool. But that's <gasps> the... did you did you see did you see did you see? Please tell me you no. saw. Did, did did you guys see a game that was announced today called Enchanted Portals? No, Enchanted. Okay, Portals. <gasps> okay, live reactions right now. Enchanted, Enchanted Portals. Portals in YouTube, straight up. Look at that shit, and don't tell me that that ain't gonna get sued. A Cuphead-style co-op game eyeing release on Switch? Yep. Why does it look like that? Oh, I, I see what you mean. Matt, are you, are you looking at yeah, it? Yeah, I'm watching the trailer. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll hit the play button. Why does it look like that though? Just. Oh, okay. No, no. Skip, skip the, skip the bullshit cutscenes in the beginning. Oh, because it's tween. Just look at the gameplay. Andron. You've got to be kidding just, me. Oh. Just look at the gameplay. It looks exactly the same. <laughs> the bosses look exactly. It looks like Mega Man. No, it looks like a, <laughs> a, a worse. Oh, he's joking. It looks like Metal Slug. No, it looks like Cuphead, and it's copying. It's copying what they did. It is did. like bad Cuphead. It's like knockoff yeah. Cuphead. The tweening is weird. Like, it doesn't have the filters. How have they... How, I mean, you can't trademark and style, I guess? Nope. But this is just... That's that's just bad taste, though. This is... Yeah, this is just weird. This is like cup, complete, complete Cuphead. Schmuphead. It doesn't look as good, though. The animation looks really weak. You ever see something that looks like club on the penguin. surface like like what you like, but once it's in motion, everything's wrong in the most subtle of ways. Yeah, like Cuphead was perfection. Yeah, it's got like a lot of animation tweening. Mm-hmm. But but it's like too curvy and organic to be tweening like that. It's like with the the what are they called? Cup and mug from Cuphead. Like they look Mugman. like they are not standing out from the background they look like they're a part of the scene whereas the two characters in this look like they are pulled out like they're 3d away from the scene it looks it looks like some like kid online game like club penguin that's what it is like the the two characters like especially in the beginning you're just like oh you get to play a wizard and go around and solve math problems like that's a what white boy like. and a white girl yeah exactly exactly <laughs> classic <laughs> yeah it's weird it's it's it that's that's terrible if they're gonna make their money they're gonna make their money but like i don't know how you're gonna feel good about themselves it's a bit too much <laughs> yeah you know i, I don't i don't want to say that we're china or anything they're allowed to make it yeah it's just I don't know how you could feel good about yourself stealing ideas like that. Like that hard? Like this is really stealing. I mean, this is exactly like Cuphead. Like some of some of the bosses look the same, especially the princess. It's like they changed oh. it up like, oh, what if the plants weren't vertical? They were, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird, man. It is a blatant ripoff. Hope any developers for Enchanted Portals are not listening. Well, I don't want a copy of your cheated game. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Shut it down. China are coming in.